It's Wednesday, March 28th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, Friday will be Good Friday and a day that we celebrate the day that the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, went to the cross to to take on our sin and and the weight of our punishment upon himself. And Friday is is, is not good. It's not Good Friday until we comprehend the costliness and the severity of our sin that Jesus didn't just die for, but annihilated on Easter morning when he destroyed the curse and the sting of death once and for all. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 58, when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Oh, Easter gives the suffering of Good Friday purpose, significance, and victory. Good Friday should startle us. It should shock us and terrify us, and yet refresh us for the victory that is ours just a mere three days later. You see, beloved, Easter gave victory and significance to the suffering of Jesus, but it also brings the same victory and significant to our present day suffering. The writer of Hebrews says in chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted the point of shedding your blood. You see, the picture we see of Jesus through the Gospels shows us that he is something and someone worth losing everything for. When we truly know him, then risking everything we are and everything we have to know and obey Christ is no no longer a matter of sacrifice. It's just common sense. To let go of the pursuits, possessions, and pleasures, safety, and security of this world in order to follow Jesus wherever he leads, no matter what it costs, is not sacrificial as much as it is smart. Because we realize in all of life, the only thing we can never lose is Christ and his presence through salvation. The cross of Christ on Good Friday, therefore, brings forth freedom from the bondage of our sin in the same way the cross of Christ gives us victory and significance. Easter, it it realigns our priorities. Victory over death and sin remind us that we aren't living for the fleeting pleasures of this life, but for a king who is establishing a kingdom in and through us. Oh, Jim Elliot aptly said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Jesus reminds us in John 16:33 that in the world we're going to have trouble, we're going to have tribulation. Oh, but we can take heart because on Easter Sunday, Jesus the Christ truly overcame this world. 
when we follow a Savior who created all things and then stooped down to our level to redeem us and then took on the penalty we deserved and conquered death that we were destined for? Oh, we are left with unimaginable courage. Pastor and author Paul David Tripp said this. He said, safety is not what we were created for. It makes for a nice retreat, but a meaningless life. God created us for so much more. You see, our world is corrupted by sin. Sin brings brokenness and suffering. But Easter signifies an end to sin and an end to suffering and the restoration of all things to order. However, we still live in this world until our king comes back. We celebrate Easter for the victory it gives us for our past sin. And then we celebrate Easter for the future kingdom that it will signify that will come one day. But today, we celebrate Easter because it gives victory and significance to our present suffering. Therefore, we persevere with hope to follow the commands of Christ. We risk our comfort to take the gospel to our neighbors. We surrender our will in order to follow the commands of our Savior. And ultimately, we sacrifice our lives at the foot of the cross to see the gospel spread to every tribe, tongue, and nation. Oh, this Godward calling on our lives will bring suffering through tribulation, famine, hardship, and possibly even the sword. Suffering in this life is inevitable and inescapable because of the sin of Adam that has been passed down as an irrefutable inheritance. Beloved, the resurrection gives us hope, purpose, and eternal comfort to persevere because we know our King is victorious. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said about suffering in the cross, he said this, Thus, those who merely hate tribulation, renunciation, distress, defamation, imprisonment in our own lives, no matter how grandiosely they may otherwise speak about the cross, these people in reality hate the cross of Jesus and have not found peace in God. But those who love the Christ, cross of Jesus Christ, those who have genuinely found peace in it, now begin to love even the tribulations in their lives and ultimately will be able to say with scripture, we also boast in our sufferings. No, you see, defending the fatherless, caring for orphans, the poor, the needy, the vulnerable, and the least of these is not always easy. At times, it may cost us our comfort, our peace, and our earthly security, but it is a gospel-driven command, and our great God gives us boldness and courage and conviction to defend the fatherless and to embrace the messy as long as the gospel is our mission and the victory of the cross is our hope. Oh, we do everything we do for the spread of the gospel and for our Father's glory. That's why in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, Paul reminds us, whether you eat or you drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Easter reminds us that our perceptions in the moment are not always reality. The victory of the grave reminds us that the plans of our Father will never be thwarted. Our hope found in an empty tomb secures our hope and our Abba's sovereignty over all of our problems, over all of our situations, and over all of our life. Beloved, as you follow Christ, persevere and be comforted because what today seems unbearable is producing in you an eternal weight of glory. Oh, Paul David Tripp says again, he says, so be careful how you make sense of your life. What, look like, what looks like a disaster may in fact be grace. What looks like the end may be the beginning. What looks hopeless may be God's instrument to give you real and lasting hope. Your father is committed to taking what seems so bad and turning it into something that is very, very good. Oh, beloved, he paid the price to give you victory and significance in your suffering. Will you allow God to work through you to impact the life of another? 
in the life of a vulnerable child even. Isaiah 53, 11 says, Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he will bear their iniquities. You see, oh, oh, Easter is about an exchanged life. Jesus has taken our suffering and given us his victory so that we, in turn, can impact the life of another, impact the life even of a vulnerable child. Oh, Easter is about this life, this exchange life. It's a time to remember that Jesus, God's incarnate son, took the wrath of God as judgment for our sins. At the cross of Calvary, he bore God's wrath so that we could be made righteous before the same holy and merciful God. God's kindness and severe justice are not mutually exclusive. His justice and his loving kindness to sinners are fully displayed through the cross. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 through 21, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, Palm Sunday, which we celebrated on Sunday, Good Friday, which we will celebrate in two days, and Easter, which we will celebrate on on Sunday will never, should never be the only times that the Christ follower looks to the cross or celebrates the resurrection. Following Jesus is a daily call to take up your cross and to ruminate on the richest majesty of Jesus who bore our sin and conquered our death. The cross and resurrection are the only hope for the Christian. That is why the Apostle Paul explains the hope of Christ best in 2 Corinthians 15, 19. He says, if, or 1 Corinthians 15, 19, he says, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we of all people are the most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by one man death entered into the world, by one man has also come the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Oh, Good Friday isn't good until we comprehend that we have greatly offended the one true sovereign and holy God with our self-righteous pride. Easter Sunday isn't glorious until we realize that we have risen with Christ to live a life not unto ourselves, but radically dedicated to him. And this, my friends, is the gospel a message we need to preach moment by moment to ourselves and to our neighbors. This message compels our service. It fuels the work of Lifeline because we aren't simply hoping to change the zip codes of the fatherless. We are hoping to introduce them to the gospel. We aren't only looking to see orphans adopted physically, but ultimately to see their indigenous cultures transformed into communities of hope through the gospel of Jesus Christ. In his book, Explicit Gospel, Matt Chandler summarizes Lifeline's mission actually very well and, and the mission of all Christ followers when he says, we live open-handed lives and seek to spot injustice and despair around us. And we enter into sorrow and pain so that the love, mercy, and beauty of God's reconciling work in Christ can be seen in our lives in the hopes that a broken world will see and give praise to God. Beloved, we simply cannot make a true difference in the lives of children without the gospel of Christ. 
The gospel must be at the center of our call to care and the foundation on which we disciple the fatherless. With a world full of sin, sickness, and a culture that seeks to separate itself more and more from the truth found in the word of God, we cannot compromise and simply participate in social justice, humanitarian aid, or good works. We must hold firm to the fabric of truth, surrender daily to Christ, and allow him to propel our service. When we fully understand the scope of the needs of the 153 million fatherless worldwide and the over over 400,000 kids in U.S. foster care, we can be driven in one of three ways. First, we can be driven to apathy as we think, how can we ever even make a dent in the lives of all these children? Or second, we can be driven to a state of rescuer and seek to feverishly work in our own power and strength, eventually leaving us worn out, burned out, and on the sidelines. Or third, and what I hope we choose, we can resolve to rely on the strength, power, and might of Christ Jesus working in us. Oh, my prayer is that this is the option that drives us. The realization that we aren't the rescuers, but that we have been rescued by the cross. And this is what propels true defenders of the fatherless. As Paul tells the church at Colossae in chapter 1, verse 27, he says, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Beloved, Oh, this is only made possible because our God goes before us as a true defender of the fatherless. Let us draw near to God this Easter to worship the Father to the fatherless, whose mercy reached down to us while we were yet sinners and made true the statement that he would not leave us as spiritual orphans. Has the Lord put your family in a place where you could adopt or foster a precious child in need and in so doing, disciple them in the gospel of Christ? Has the Lord burned you with his command in James 1.27 to care for orphans and widows in their distress? Deuteronomy 10, 18-20. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow. He loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord Yahweh your God. You shall serve him and hold fast to him, and by his name you shall swear. O oh, beloved. Oh, he has executed such justice for us at the cross, and he has executed victory for us at the cross. And so as we look forward to Good Friday, and as we look forward to the victorious day of Easter Sunday, let us remember that our lives are bigger than ourselves, but they are to be used and spread for the glory, for the gospel, and the grandeur of Christ Jesus. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel for you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.